0: Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. These are all you never saw them in trouble with the law since so the day they was born. Straightening the curve, flattening the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the Lord never will. Making their way. Just are for I can't understand to keep a show with my hands and my face on TV Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conja I am e 5 b Whoo! Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, get a pillow, get a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, something warm, some tea, some coffee, some juice, some water, a fruit drink. Hell, get your drink on. It's 3 o'clock somewhere, for real. Whoo! You know... I am honored to say that I can. A lot of people don't want to say I can. That I am I am allowed to. That instead of saying I will, I'm able. I am able to do A, B, and C. A lot of folks don't want that. And that's sad because... Majority of things that come out their mouth is, I can't, I won't, I shall not. I'm going to just start saying, I'm able, I'm able to do, I'm able to do that. But I'm saying it to myself. I was talking to my daughter today and I told her, I said, I'm grateful that y'all have the spirit of my mom and my father. And that I pass that on to y'all. If you are believing in what you do and you are capable of doing it and you know that you can stand up to it. I don't give a fuck if the world is against you. You believe in your heart and you know that you're right, then fight for it. You want it? Fight for it. Break down the doors. Destroy it. Kill for it. I'm looking for that speech that Les Brown would say, right? And it's a great speech. And he talks about it. And um, I love when he said, if you want things bad enough, Right. I, I want to play a little bit for you. You know, because it is. You want to Here go it out is. And fight for it. To work day and night for it. To give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it. If all that you dream and scheme is about it life seems useless and worthless without it. And if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it. And lose all your terror of the opposition for it. And if you simply go after this thing that you want. With all of your capacity. Strength and sagacity. Faith, hope and confidence. And stern pertinacity. If neither cold poverty, famish or gulf. Sickness or pain or body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want. I love it. I love it. I love it. And every time I hear it. I get, I don't know about y'all, but I get more inspired by it to fight for it, to go against everything else and fight for it. I am able to fight for what I want. I am, I have the tools, the capacity, the strength, the determination to fight for what I want because I'm able to do it and no one will turn me away. Listen. Listen. I remember working at Love Shack, right? My boss was John Cornetta. It was his company. Now, when I got there, David and them, I was new, right? And I worked my way up. I became the night manager. Well, they didn't want to do it. And the people that they had, they definitely didn't like working at night. I was there to make money. I was never there to make friends. I didn't care who did what. As long as you did what was supposed to be done, didn't bother me. And I'm grateful that Dwayne, out of everybody, Dwayne was the guy to say, yo, she's not, she's not a part of that clique. When I was young, I didn't like being in cliques. So I know as an adult that never bothered me. So <laughs> they made a statement that David told me that a black fat woman would never have a high position in that company. They had to be thin, very, very sensual. And I said, so y'all looking for a stripper? I said, yeah, then I won't do it. So then they were like, you know, I had locks. My head was wrapped. I would come in there, make sure the store was clean, everything. Now I had one floor, I wore jeans. And my other floor, let me be honest, I would leave the TV playing. Now, the radio could be playing, but then I was uh, Buffy the Vampire and Charm and Supernatural. So, I would turn that on. I told y'all I ain't want to work during these hours. I worked that night, so if I had to come in during the day and work all the way through the night, oh, I was having the TV on. So, I would get caught every so often, and they'd curse me out, write me up. But other than that, when it came to the store, immaculate. Employees on point, selling, all of that. I even won. They had did a a contest to send the employees to the Bahamas. I won. Hands down. Nobody was messing with me. So, David and them said, a black woman would never be a general manager. They would never have a run at a store. I said, okay. (laughs) I said, I bet you I'll do it. Give me six months to a year. David said, No, they're not. They're not gonna do it because you're black and you're over hundred and forty pounds. I said, Yeah, that's when I was two sixty. I said, Yeah, I'm two sixty, so he said, Yeah, they won't do it. You'll never do it. I said, never say never. It wasn't even six months, it was four to be exact. I was the general manager of the store. I won an award for three years straight. <laughs> And when they did something wrong or racist or they tried, I didn't go fuck who you was. I was standing up to you. Ten toes deep. There was a dude that became over all the stores. His name was John Fry. And he told me in my face, he said, you think you're better than everyone. I'm going to knock you down. He cut my out. All right, I was full-time general manager. He cut my hours. Cut them all the way down to 25. That's the year I went to get a job at Whole Foods. So the store started failing because I wasn't there. Because he had a personal vendetta with me. I didn't argue with him at first. I went and got a second job. I was like, okay. So, I mean, he would constantly do things. I always kept a copy of whatever I did. I was sending for the numbers of the report of the store, you know, because your store is supposed to meet a certain. He would change him, white it out and change it. But I always kept a copy. And see, because they assumed that all black people were the same, he just thought, oh, they don't keep copies and all that. So I let him let him dig his way in, but still with an ounce of respect. So when he would come to the store, he'll be like, where the fuck is she? I, I don't know who the fuck she is, but if you're looking for me, I got a name. So I would keep walking. And he would walk up to me and be like, I, you heard me talking to you. I said, no, you didn't say my name. And one day, he caught me on a day. And he was like, you you fucking heard me? I turned around. Even the store, even the customers in the store got quiet. I said, listen here, player. I don't know who you Think you getting over. I don't know what Uncle Tom shit you on or what plantation you got with all the other niggas. But I'm not her. I'm not her. When you walk in this store, there's a thing of respect. If not, fuck this job and I will take you outside and show you just who the fuck I am. Real talk. And everybody, because, see, he thought because nobody would argue with him or there was nobody to stand up to him. And he did. He had the whole office under his fucking thumb so the customers was like do you need us to report him do you because we could call the better bureau like i had people to stay because i was i was good at my job and i was good with people you know i didn't care what you came in let me help you and you know whatever it is i'm not gonna bother you like do your thing so (laughs) when we got to the office the owner was like, you know, all y'all are doing horrible. I said, I don't know who all y'all is. So I went outside. They was eating. That's when I was eating meat. They were eating chicken and stuff. So I made me a plate. And he came out there. He said, are you serious? I said, well, you're not talking to me because that's not my numbers. He was like, John Fry gave them to me. So I gave him the original. I said, here's the original. I don't know what the fuck that is up there. I'm telling you, this man was like, oh, she's a fucking liar. She's this. I said, curse about me one more time. I don't give a fuck who it is. This guy was like horrible. <laughs> he was to a lot of people. And to the ones that kissed his ass, he even treated them bad. Like, he, he didn't give a fuck. My mother always taught me respect goes a long way. You catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Things like that. My pops taught me respect is earned. If I give it to you, I, I demand the same way back. Not everybody believes that. People, they will allow people to skate over them, to talk to them and treat them any kind of way in hopes that. Now, yeah, spiritual things, jobs, works, things like that can help to make the path a little smaller. I give that. But you got to have faith. And you have to do the work standing up for yourself. Magic is only, believe it or not, 30 to 40%. The rest is up to you, but we don't want that. We will always want the easy way, the way that has less to do with us doing anything. I was telling my therapist today, I said, change. It only works when I change. Change the narrative, change my behavior, change, right? When people ask me, what do you want? Or what is your birthday wish? To have good health. But the only way that works is I have to be the change. I have to initiate it. I have to be consistent. I have to be disciplined. It's not to be showboating. No, but to challenge, to do, to want it. I can't say I want good health and I'm out here drinking, smoking, not not going to the doctor. Not you know, not taking care of myself, watching what goes in my body, watching what goes around in my environment, my home, my house, my outside, the people I listen to, what's being poured into me. It's a lot of work. We don't want that. Why? First of all, work. Two, we don't want to miss our friends. We still got to be part of the madness. We still have to be part of the mess. Oh my goodness. Change, healing, health is fivefold. It's mental, physical, spiritual, environmental, and financial. We have to be able to deal with all of that. I was talking to a good friend of mine. She said, you know, out of 100 people, 40 have life insurance. Ten are consistent with making sure it's up to date. Three, pay monthly. Two, pay yearly. One, have a good policy to take care of their life, their family, and make sure they have a good burial. That's sad. I've seen people purchase a blue check but won't purchase, and it's $15 a month round out, but won't purchase life insurance. I've seen people purchase clothing name brand and won't look into ways of changing the narrative about financial stability. I've looked into and seen people live beyond their means, if they make $10, they spend like they got 80. And you'll be sitting there saying, wow. I had a family member tell me that, oh, I'm buying $200 sneakers. And I said, oh, okay, all right. And in the same breath, hey, can you, um, I got to get to work. Can you lend me $20? No. What? Oh, my God, if I had it. No, you bought $200 sneakers. You didn't think about going to work? Well, I got to look good for the summer. Looking good and being broke is not a picture that I would like. Oh, my God, you're older. You don't understand. I'm older. I ain't stupid. (laughs) My pops would say, yeah, you spoil yourself. But before you spoil yourself, make sure all of your needs financially and your responsibilities are met. And I get that. I get that. I learned from my pops that part because they would go on vacation and come back and have to work twice as hard (laughs) to pay for whatever they didn't pay for before they went. And I used to sit back and be like, yo, that is so horrible. So for a long time, I wouldn't travel. I wouldn't for a long time. I wouldn't travel because it was a fear. Because I seen what my, my parents and them went through of going on a vacation. I seen what other people went through. Going on a vacation, making sure they look good, got all the up-to-date clothes and all of that. And come back and be just as broke and have to rob Peter to pay Paul to pay a light bill or get it cut off or get your phone cut off. You know... And that was traumatizing to me. And then I met a bunch of people, Jewel for one, that she'll be like, yo, I'm going on vacation in July. It'll be in January. She'll tell us. Then she would start paying, paying her bills, setting money aside, setting money aside. And when she go, she would come back. And I used to, I remember asking her like, Damn, I know you need these out. She was like, girl, please, I'm taking my time. And I was like, yo, you got to pay bills, right? And she was like, no, I made sure my bills and stuff was comfortable before I came. She said, you should never go on a vacation and then come home and got to go and take another vacation. Then what's the issue going? If you can't afford it, then don't do it. And I was like, wow. And I like that for Nana, too. E by a. Nana used to be like, if you can't afford it, don't do it. Who are you impressing? Who who are you showing off for? She was like, why? This lady would shop at Brook Brothers. She would, and if you ever shop at Brook Brothers, then you know what I'm talking about. She would, she had an uh, Amex card. And she would, she would spoil herself. And then when she retired, she would travel and enjoy it. Always had like a different meal to try and things like that. And I used to be like, oh my goodness, I want that. She was like, you have to change the narrative and you have to change the people that you are around. Poor is a mind state. Broke is a choice, right? I get that. Um, But if people that you are around is always using excuse or they buy $200 sneakers to sit outside. And then three minutes later, can I borrow? then their their way of thinking is a little off. And yeah, you can try to educate people about financial freedom, but let me tell you what I've learned. Folks will talk about everything. Who's sleeping with who, whose man is doing this, who's fake and phony. But when it comes to finances, oh, mind your business. No, I don't talk about my money, no. (laughs) They ain't talking about that. Even in relationships. They don't talk. They can talk about everything else, eating ass, everything, but when it comes to money, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine. That's where the the, the imaginary line is crossed in the sand, because people don't want to talk about finances. No, no. Uh-uh. My mother always told me. One person really told me that. My mother always told me, keep your money to yourself. So how do you build? Oh, my father been like, oh, okay, so you don't know anything about building with someone else. So, (laughs) I like, I like good food, right? I like to go there and enjoy a meal. I also stay within my budget, right? I'm the ball on the budget type. I'm good with that because I'd rather be happy with my bills paid than broke and looking miserable. Nah. I don't need to look rich. That's not what I'm trying. I don't want to leave name buckles and all kind of materialistics, and I have nothing to show for it. And then everybody's putting up GoFundMe's and trying to scrape up money to bury your cuckoo ass. No, uh-uh. So when I go someplace, I like to try different things. I would. I never forget this. I was on. I was hanging out with a friend. And he had asked me, what you want? And I said, oh, my God, I got a taste for some Oreo cookies. I said, knowing me, mean, I'm not going to eat the whole pack. So I said, but I just want a few. And I'll, you know, keep it for a few days. So I went to grab the Oreos, the blue, you know, packet. He said, why are you grabbing those when you could get these little 99-cent ones? I said, because I don't want the 99-cent ones. I want the Oreos. He said, Well, I'm not buying those. I don't see the difference between the Oreos and the 99 cent. You asked me what I wanted. I'm telling you what I want. Why are you changing it? Oh, I'm not paying. Then it was like maybe about $2.69. I'm not paying $2.69 for those. I'm paying $0.99. Cent. Now, before y'all come at me and say, Oh, well, maybe that's all he can afford. No, he had money. He did. He will spend on himself. But when it comes to someone else. And now, mind you, if I took him to the store and said, hey, what you want? And I'd have been like, yo, take these 99. He'd be like, no, I don't want that. So, I said, guess what? I buy them myself. Oh, okay, you do that. So, all right. Now, let, let me explain. He goes, yo, you coming to my house? No. Why? Oh, I thought, you know, he was going to come and spend some time with me. Nah. Why would you think that? Oh, because I was going to buy you 99 cent cookies. So 99 cent cookies equate to me sleeping with you. That's that's never going to happen. Not even for $2.69. Oh, but other girls will. I said, and that's the problem. I'm not an other girl. I'm a grown ass woman. Bye, baby. Let, let me not hold you up. Bye. You have a great life. And I left. Until this day, in his mind, it, I am too bougie. I should settle for 99-cent cookies. And to this day, I always tell him, get off my phone wasting my free minutes and call someone else to get someone else to do it. I stop hanging around those people. Because when you want change, you got to really change. You cannot go back to the same things. That you healed, grow, and evolve from. You won't even fit in. Y'all don't even have the same conversations. When you start taking an active role in your life, things are different. People are different. Folks will talk about you and come and want help from you. Those are the people... You just shake your head and keep going. Because to them, they're right. Oh, I can talk about you. I can bad mouth you. So you got to help me because you're spiritual. I'm spiritual. I ain't dumb. I tell people that all the time. Oh, you're too outspoken for me. Because the truth is the truth. And don't come to me because I usually say, oh, it's your truth, my truth. And no, no, no. No, no, no. The truth is the truth. Here's proof that you dogged me out. And here's proof of me telling you find somebody else to do it. (laughs) And it's okay. Then you'll have those people that love to hear of the negative about you. They love to hear how bad you're doing health-wise, all of that, and leave them in that space. Don't sit there and try to convince. Don't sit there and try to say, yeah, Don't do it. You're wasting time and energy that you can be using to something else. Those people will never see you in a good light. So why are you sitting here wasting good time, good minutes, good energy on people that are dead set on seeing you fail? For real. And anything that happened to you, they will take... They'll take... The responsibility, they'll take everything. Oh, it's because of me. I did it. I did it. I made her sick. I did it. I, and you just sit and look at those people and say, wow, you must, whoever hurt you <laughs> it is is something, something because it could have been years ago and you're still holding on to that hurt. This is why they say forgiveness is for you, not for them, not for the people that hurt you. It's for you so you can let it go, heal, and move on. Shadow work is so good. The mother wound healing is so good. The Just you healing just on a personal is so good because those people that don't wish you well, those people that clap when you are going through maybe a rough patch or a depression, all of that. They are the ones that's broken, not you. Not you. If you are sitting here celebrating somebody's downfall, something is really wrong with you. For real. For real. Something's wrong with you. And people will. Oh my goodness, people will. But it comes with it. First of all, Commend yourself on taking the the road of healing. Commend yourself of wanting to change for the better. Not only for you, but for your future generations. Pat yourself on the back of going against those trauma bonds and those, you know, we are only friends because we hate everybody. That you moved away from that shit. And to... Hold yourself accountable of whatever it is that you were doing wrong. And make amends with it. If you know you hurt someone, let them know, yo, I'm sorry. That goes a long way. I My, my, my mother and them, right, I come from a family of we're gonna find solutions. We ain't got you get 24 hours to sit and wallow whatever the fuck you're gonna wallow in. But after that, let's pull these motherfucking bootstraps up and let's go get this work done. And most people, which I assume everybody was like that, but I had to learn most people aren't. A lot of people fold under pressure, and these are the people that you think are the strongest. Oh my god. Let me tell you, I had a a wake-up call. This brother that I know, he was like, oh, I can't deal, I'm sick, I can't deal. And I'm sitting there like, nigga, online and everything else, you like this, this guru. You folding under pressure? Yo, they don't like me, yo, yo. And I'm like, what? But online, they are, I'm a beast, dog. And I'm like, wow. Wow. That that, that took me. My mom. <laughs> my mom did something for me that, you know, to this day, I'm still, like, crazy for it. I was pregnant with my son, Daquan. And I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I was so sick. And we needed the wick checks. My mom walked up there and got them and walked back and stopped at the store with the shopping cart and did it. And I'm like, wow. Wow. And she would laugh at me and be like, child, I ain't do that. And I'd be laughing, like, yo, wow. I seen my mom work at a job for a week. They told her she was too fat to work there, and she'd have a heart attack. It's too much. She worked for a week with no pay. Proved them wrong. She did it. My mother challenged herself with a lot of things. And I remember when she died, my prayer was to be able to just be half the woman that she was. Here's a woman that left her hometown. To find a better life for her children and her husband. Here's a woman that worked. That people would underestimate her. And she'll surpass everybody that they had on the pedestal. There's a woman that told her boss when she worked for the airlines to catering. She said presentation is everything. And he had a, a agency that would come and cater. And my mother got my brother man and she catered. And the, the people that came, they were like giving mad kudos and congratulations to the boss. And he was like, yo, whenever there's an event, I need you to take care of it. And he would pay her. Um and he would he would he would give her whatever. So I learned even then the underdog. Yes, don't bet on me. I'm going to bet on me all the time. but I, I'm not. And I don't need to prove anything. I was talking to a girl today and she told me, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. And I'm like, I have been around this fucking sun close to 60 years. Almost. Not that far away. I've seen so many things, met some amazing people, met some people that I'll be like, yo, you got to be a lesson because you sure shouldn't be in my life. I've seen things that motherfuckers are reading books or see it on a video. I've seen a parent take her child life. I've seen some crazy shit, but I've seen some amazing things. I've seen people go against the grain. I've seen people take something that was nothing and turn it into something that is viable. I watch people get it from out the mud. I've seen people put it in the mud. I've seen people that had everything to lose it all with one bad decision. I used to always cry when I was younger, to say why I need to see all the ugly in the world, to see a mother pimp out her kids, try to justify it, see a pops have a baby with his daughter, like see all this shit, and I used to cry. And say, why, why me? And cry, and just be like, yo, shit is crazy. But when I tell you I'm built for this, it's not a joke. Yeah, I'm gonna have a reaction. I'm human. I'm human. I remember my daughter and um was riding down the block here in Utica, and a lady, too busy doing something else, her baby fell out the window, and my daughter was breaking, and she was shaking and stuff. And I said, yeah, that's expected. I said, but you can't do nothing about it. We live in a world where I, I guess God wanted me to see the world for what it is and not do roll-colored glasses, what most people do. And when you hang out in the street, you know just what this world is capable of doing. You're not um, shocked by anything. Because you already seen. When most kids had to be in when the lights was coming on, shit, I was coming outside. (laughs) And when they say being in the city all up and down, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Breaking day is what we used to call it. You we breaking day? Yeah, breaking day. You see some shit. Some things you take with you to your grave. Some things you just say, wow. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it all. I am. I don't have no complaints. I'm grateful and I'm able to stand and say, I I can do this. I I will do this. I am able to do this. I am. But never allow no one to take your shine, to to belittle you, to make you feel like you are not worthy of anything. Don't allow people to do that to you. I always tell people, like I'm going to always say here and every so often, thieves don't rob the empty house. They see your greatness. They see your gift. They see your talent. The sad part is you don't see it. Why? I heard someone say, because it's normal for you. It's your life. You're authentic. You're just a regular person. So to you, it's not... Something to be celebrated. It's just you being you. Those people with good hearts. You know, you you sit there and you look at them and you go, damn, you know, that person is using them. But are they? Are they really? Because now you're in the presence of someone that genuinely cares for you. And you want to take advantage because your silly ass can't recognize someone being genuinely nice to you. So you take advantage of that. And what happens? You miss out because... Eventually, everybody gets tired of being sick and tired. Nobody don't like to get used. So when they keep giving, giving and showing you and you still haven't caught on, they're going to move away. Now, the sad part is the day that you realize, damn, I fucked up. I really need this person. It's too late because this person gone. They ain't coming back. And then instead of you being accountable, because most people don't. Oh, well, fuck it. I didn't want to be around them anyway. But then deep down inside in that dark room and it's just you, you praying. You you sad. You hurt. Because everybody who you thought you was going to win with, they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> that one person that held you down, that kept you straight, that was in your corner, you dogged. So now you can't get access to them no more. And you are up shit creeks without a paddle. There's a few people that don't get access to me. And they had. They had it. They had it. I mean, they can hit me up. Oh, my kids, my man, my this, my that. And I'll be right there. Uh, but you fucked up. You fucked up. Because I'm going to let you go with who you think you're anyway. with. I'm going to let you go over there. I'm not going to sit here and come back with you and go back and forth. Nah. I ain't going to let you disrespect me neither now. I'm going to show up and show out. But I'm going to call you. Because now I, I'm not... Texas can be misconstrued. So let's chat. And I'm going to let you know where I stand. And when you don't have that access to me, don't get mad. You cut it. You cut it. You you didn't hand me the scissors. You cut the cord yourself. So on that, stand 10 toes deep. It is people, and I speak from experience, it is people that have my back that would be there 50 grand in all. And I disrespected them so fucking bad. Because I hung with the people that I thought had my back. And in reality, they just wanted what I could give them. As long as I was giving them, I was ace, cool, boom. But when I stopped giving, they ain't give a fuck about me. But those people that I disrespect, all I could do was offer an apology. And they was like, yeah, thank you. And they kept it moving. I got to hold that L. I can't sit there and be like, no, no, no. no I got to hold that L. I apologize. I acknowledged my wrong, I held myself accountable, and I showed it also with my behavior, because you apologize and there's no action behind it, it's a waste of time, that I know, and I had to hold that out, because I did, I cut them deep, I ignored them, I stopped fucking with them, I put these people high up, and they were just regular people, I wanted something so bad that I thought, you know, I'm not a person that follows the in crowd, but at this moment, I followed them. And in reality, they wasn't going nowhere. That's why I say when you follow the masses and that info off, there ain't nothing but a bunch of asses. So I pay my own. And I'm grateful. I don't mistreat people. If, you, if I don't fuck with you, it's because nine times out of ten, I caught on what you were doing. And a lot of people, let me explain. See, people get with people. And I'm not mad about that. This is your money. You can go and spend and do whatever it is you want to do. I don't hold nobody hostage. The problem I got is don't talk me out so you can try to fit in. Oh, yeah, I was getting readings from e 5 Bayo, but she wasn't helping me and all of that. And folks love to hear that. So now you in. But when you call them, they don't answer. When you try to do something, they give you an itemized bill. Here you were calling me for free. I'm giving you information for free. I'm sitting here listening while you playing. I'm doing all that. But these people that you thought you were winning with, they give zero fucks about you. All they do is 45 a $100, $100, $100. I don't even do that. Majority of times, I feel people, if I already know, um, just send a donation. And folks, for $5, you were deaf. Okay, I ain't mad. Okay, I asked for a donation. I, I didn't say suggested it. I said, donation, give what you can. People give you $5 and want $300 worth of spiritual shit. Yeah, real talk. So, I still help. I still do. But then, they'll fall out with these people. And these people will send screenshots. Will send a complete conversation. Hey, this person. Real talk. And then, these same people they dogged you out. <laughs> they'll hit you up. Hey, how you doing? Oh my God, how's everything? You just stalked me out to all these fucking spiritual people. And you, oh. And then when you ask them, or you show them the receipts, oh my goodness, I don't know. Uh, No, this is a lie. I would never say this. Or, majority of them know when they wrong, they just block you. And I always laugh and say, it's so much better when the Trash takes itself out. You know. Stand on your morals and principles. Don't allow no one to mistreat you. I don't give a fuck who it is. You're not for sale. You're not a prostitute. They can't pimp you. Yeah, I do spiritual work for you. That is true. But I'm not your fucking slave. Is a thing called respect. If I'm giving it to you, I expect it in return. It ain't something that we're going to compromise with. And if I'm at a job or any place where I'm working or doing anything, I'm bringing and giving you my service. I also demand respect there too. I don't give a fuck who you are. But we get so comfortable. I was talking to my, my daughter, right? Me and my youngest daughter. And she was saying how, a lady at her job was there for, like, so many years and that she'll do so much stuff. And I started laughing because I know people that get at a job, right, and they get so comfortable that now they figure it's their job. Like I said, John Fry, I remember when we were at a meeting and he was like, I'm telling all y'all motherfuckers. I got up and walked out. So, John had asked me, why you walked out? I said, first of all, his name ain't on this paycheck. He don't sign it. So, him talking like that, unless he's signing this paycheck, and that's a, that's a big F, I sitting there. He don't sign this. He get paid, and he's on the clock just like me. We put our leg on one leg at a time. He ain't talking to me. So, I walked out. John said, I can't believe you. I said, yeah, please do. But when he heard the owner, when he heard how this man was talking to everybody, he even stepped in. He was like, nah. Now, mind you, people do get comfortable. They get in a job and think that, you know, it's theirs. They run it because they got so many years. And I'm sitting here like, you do know that you're replaceable. Outside, there's a line waiting That people will do more than you will for less to pay. And they'll take them over your ass any day. Oh, they can't fire me. What? You own stock in the company? No. You started the company? No. But I've been here. That's it. You were here taking up space. And guess what? They'll get rid of your ass. Real talk. you're, You're not a value to the company. Like, you work here. Now, unless you gave them ways of having less, less pay and more labor or finding ways where they can benefit doing whatever it is they do and pay less and get more, then yeah, but you're not an asset. I said, if anything COVID and them taught y'all is, a job is a job. They can fire your ass today or tomorrow. A career? You ain't. You ain't. You ain't. It's hard to fire a nurse. It's hard to fire a doctor. It's hard to fire a pilot. It's hard to fire, you know, bus drivers. Unless you do something fucked up, but they just not gonna. Retail? Oh, I've been doing this forever. You're fired. (laughs) For real. And I know right now it don't make sense to you, but in reality it does. And you know it. This is not your company. When John and him met me, like I said, I never, it never belongs to God. I never sat there and told him about my kids, my husband, and nothing. And I remember when he was like, hey, I didn't know you had a child. And I said, do you pay me to work or you pay me to get in my business? He said, damn. I said, no, for real. Real talk. I'm cordial. I'm respectful. But you're you, you you're not getting double the work for just one check. That, that we're not doing. No. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. God bless the dead. I even did that with Amato. He was sitting there. He said, Big Mama, I didn't know you had... You pay me to work or you pay me to gossip? Which one? Because you're not going to get both. Not for one check, player. He said, shit, I don't want you to gossip work. Thank you. And when I came in, I turned on my music. I cleaned up. I organized everything. I put everything where it needs to be. I did whatever. Well, here, Emito would give you a whole list, sometime two, of all the things you need to get done. I made sure I took care of every fucking thing on that list. If I took a break, it was always near the end, and I leave early. But everything is done. Now, I remember the first time When I worked for him, he didn't go in the back. He just saw me leave. And he was like, oh, everything better be done. And I'm not paying you. I kept walking. Because first of all, I had my headphones in. I just kept walking. So when I came back, Uncle Tim was the one. He said, yeah, you know, amateur was going off. He said, and then he went in the back. And he came back out and said, yo, I'm going to give her a fucking raise. And Uncle Tim said, damn, it's just her first day. He said, yo, come in the back. I organized everything. First, that was one. I organized everything. When the other girl, Shelly, was there, shit was in chaos. And she would leave it in chaos. I organized everything. I labeled everything. Everything he wanted me do, I checked it off, put it down there, had everything labeled to where it was. It was nice, neatly packed. So when the men come to take it to ship it to other stores, it was already done. With the invoice. He told him, he said, I should give her a fucking raise. And when I came in, I would only work Wednesdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I would work for him. Shelly would come in there and dog it out. Just dog it out. Right? She would. No no shade. She would dog it out. But I'd come in there and clean it up. And her thing was, because I worked here for so long, he needs me. Amato fired her a week after. A week after he fired her. And that was shocking because everybody was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with Amato? Like, yo, that nigga fired her. He let her go. And she was with him for a long time. Your work ethic, who you are as a person, this ain't your company, it's his. He started this shit from the ground up. And here it is. Instead Mm -hmm. of you working and keeping that consistency. She would leave stuff undone. Orders weren't fulfilled. People had to come in and try to find shit. You try to call her, she'd curse you out. Oh, I ain't coming in that motherfucker. Fuck that. So you got comfortable. So here it is a new chick. Came in, interviewed, asked you what only work two days out the week. Asked you what from 10 to 6 or 10 to 4, right? Ask what it needs to be done. He's telling you what needs to be done. Bow. You come in. The first day, you supersede the person that's been here for about eight years. You one day. You do it. Now, the first thing. That's why I said he waited for a week before he fired her. First said, oh, she just kissing ass. She ain't. But every time I came in there, the same way I came in, I will fix it up, clean it up, put my music on it, clean up, fix it up. I ain't got time to gossip to nobody. That's not who I what I came in for. Did my job. And then made sure everything was in order. And then I left. Between 10 to 6 or 10 to 4. And not once. Can he say, yo, she was late. She wasn't on time. None of that. I come. get my Back then I was drinking coffee. Get my two cups of coffee. Sit, chill. Talk to whoever. And, you know, in my head. Mapping out what I need to do. And how to execute it. And then... When he come in, he'll unlock it. I'll yo good morning. Go in the back, turn my music on and just go for it. Clean first. Cause I, I didn't like working in a horrible station. Clean first. And mind you, Shelly would leave that shit so fucked up. So fucked up. Garbage, half eaten food, juice all over the floor, all of that. Come in, broom, mop, sweep, all that. Take care of all that. And then start working on Whatever needs to be done. And then while I'm working, I'm setting it up. So everything is a project. Next time I did it. Next time I did it. So that last day, I'll never forget. He said, he told Shelly, he said, Are you ever going to clean up? Are you going to do things that's right? Fuck that. You got your new worker. I said, um, uh-uh, don't do that, ma. Don't do that. We We two different individuals. Please don't do that. And I kept on working. Anyway, I made you. He started laughing. He said, good, then make your way out the fucking door. Bye, it's over. You firing me? He said, no, I'm letting you go. <laughs> you fired yourself a long time ago. He looked at me. He said, I hope you don't change. I said, excuse me? He said, nothing. And that was it. I worked for that man until... I said, yo, man, I'm moving in my own store. So find you someone or I'll help you find... And Emmett was getting sick. He had his kids come and help him. And then next thing you know, once I opened my store and started, you know, doing things for myself, um, he died. He died. He died in his sleep. But I'm grateful for the experience because I learned how to make a lot of spiritual things that was being sold, manufactured, the baths. The seven spiritual baths with the colors and all the oils and the potters and all of that. So I would make that the blue he made, um, and I I would make all that. So it was it was a an experience that I truly appreciate. The same way when I worked in Phoenix and Dragon around all the crystals, I was the I was the jewelry goddess, but I had to learn about crystals because they had jewelry with crystals in it. So I had to learn about crystals. So I'm grateful for all the experience that I had. And for the people. I worked for some racist fucking people. Both black and white. The worst were black people. I'm not even going to lie. All skin folk all ain't kin folk. And you have some people, man, that they are racist. Like they really hate their own color. I worked for people like that. And I worked for racist white people. I did. I did, where they would blatantly let you know. Nigga, the only way you're here is because I get a big ass tax credit to let y'all niggas work. For real. Seriously. And I work for some amazing people. I work for some people like, yo, I worked at the candy factory. That shit was like a sweatshop. They would lock you in after 12, and they won't open their door until 7 a.m. So you're locked in for seven hours. You can't go outside. The doors are locked. Out in New High Park, I worked at a candy factory, and it was nothing but machines. You had to pack the candy canes, you wrapped the lollipops, and you had to bag them and all that. And that shit was a sweat lodge. And the smell, if he was pregnant, oh, my God, you wasn't going to make it. But you'll be in there. You'll be in there. And you can't sit down. You can't, you cannot sit down. You're on your feet for eight, nine hours. You ain't sitting down until you get a 30-minute break. That's it. And everybody take the same break. They turn the machines off at, um what, you got there at from 6, 7 o'clock, and you worked from 7 in the morning. So around about 9.30, you'll get a break. You'll get a 30-minute break. You back on the line at 10 o'clock. You only get two bathroom runs. That's it. Two bathroom runs. And, yo, you, you working. You not sitting down. You cannot sit down. They have a feet. No sitting. I don't give a fuck if you come there here with a doctor's note. You standing up. And that shit was crazy. I did that shit for two years. And I was like, nah. Uh-uh. I did it for two years. My mom did it for a long time. I did it for two years. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck that. I'd rather hustle. <laughs> nah. And you'll get all that, no lie. And your check be $139. Or, 20, or 205 That's it. If you want money like four or 500 you got to work, work all three shifts. And I remember I worked from... You worked from 12, right? So the, you had the morning shift. From 7 a.m. until 4, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then you work from the 7 to 7 in the morning, right? So the middle shift was the short shift. I remember working on the short shift until the next day. I did that for like a week because I, I was trying to make money. And I was like, "Yo," when I saw my paycheck, I'm thought I made like five, six hundred dollars back then. That shit said three hundred five. I was like, "I worked all this much, and all I got was three hundred. I Fuck that! I quit. I did. I quit. My mother was like, "Buddy, keep you out of trouble." Nah, mm-mm. this make you want to go and rob somebody. I quit. I did. I quit. She was mad, but I was like, "Yo, no, I, I can find me something else." Nah, that's that's cool. I'm not doing this. So I I know what it is to work hard. I know what it is to be determined. I I get that. And we all have. We all have. One way or another. But baby, you, you respect is everything. Stand your ground. Know who you are. Know your worth. Know your worth. Know what you did to get in the fucking room. And act. Make sure you act. Like, yo, I worked just as hard as you did to get in this fucking room. And guess what? After you get in the room and you learn everything you need to learn, leave and go and find you a new room. Challenge yourself. Go to a room like, damn, I want to learn this, but I don't know nothing about it. Good. Challenge yourself. Face your fear. Face your fucking fear. But don't sit in a room that you know you have left long gone. You don't even do this shit no more. And you still there. Like I said, reading cards, yes, that opened the door for many things for me. But that's not the only thing that I can do. And I I, I enjoyed that room. But I'm not in that room no more. I'm not. I'm not in that room no more. Because it brought me to wherever I needed to go. And I'm grateful for it. But that's not the only thing. So, know who you are. Respect who you are. Stand your ground. Believe. Have faith. If you don't got nothing else, have faith in you. Have faith in you. Fuck that. I don't care who it is. They put their pants leg on one leg at a time. And don't sit and argue with people. Leave people in their fucking mess. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Stop with the unmatching energies. Ain't no fucking way in hell. I done healed and did all of this to go back down in the mud with you. I know you fucking lying. Nope. Bye. Bye. Cut people off for your peace live your life yes somebody's gonna say something everybody got an opinion opinion like assholes somebody's gonna say something they have to they don't have nothing else going for their life so as long as you're not hurting nobody you're not blatantly robbing people and doing all that yo go live your fucking life live your life stop worrying about what everybody else and stop trying to fit in with the crowd your feet don't belong under every fucking table no Oh, but you know a lot of people know. A lot of people know me. I don't know a lot of people. I don't. A lot of people know me. Okay. Or they know a version of me that they assume that they got off of social media. Live your fucking life. I'm telling you to live your life. I love you all. Catch me all this sweet.